0: Passionately ugly history is geared towards those with mature vocabularies. Although we are teaching you something, we are not conducting ourselves in a professional manner. That means we curse. A fucking lot. So, if you don't like cursing, female rage, millennial flipouts, or sarcastic political and social commentary, kindly fuck off. Thanks. Hello. Welcome to Passionately Ugly History, where I, Heather, normally rant about the parts of history that are frankly fucked up to my captive audience members. Uh, however, today is a bit different, if you can't tell by the title that I'm inevitably going to be placing on this uh, episode. Uh, I'm recording this episode to give you guys kind of an idea of where the podcast stands for over the past three months and so on and so forth. Um, as you obviously can tell, I haven't published an episode since early March, um, so At that time, the city in which I work and my captive audience members live around shut down, uh, as many cities did due to COVID-19. I took public transportation into work, so I was actually moderately relieved that that happened. Uh, Since the city has shut down, I essentially put the podcast on hold. I had originally planned to do some unplanned digressions, um, episodes with Control-Alt-Delete, but well, pandemics are stressful. And uh, for my mental health, I quietly put the podcast on a sort of hiatus uh, the podcast is heavily based on interactions between me and the captive audience members, if you haven't been able to tell. Um, and although Control Alt Delete and, and I have p- quite plucky commentary, the same interactions week after week kind of would might have gotten stale for you guys. Um, all this being said, I am not planning on abandoning passionately ugly history. Quite to contrary, actually, I actually so I'm going to present to you all with the plan, uh, so you know what's going on, so you can kind of have an idea of what is in store. Um, So the plan, so the world is not out of the woods yet with this whole COVID-19 thing. And given that Passionately Ugly History, captive audience members have different levels of exposure to the public, it forced me to kind of rethink ways to record. Some of our captive audience members are essential employees, thank you guys, and um, others live with essential employees um, and others work from home um, with minimal exposure. For me to go to them, which is how it is, I usually went to them to record, would risk increased exposure. Exposure plus, you can't really social distance with a mic. Uh, it needs to be less than six feet from your face, and uh, th- all those germs that come with it. Uh, I'm taking the precautions very seriously, as you, uh, as you all should. Um, so I can't risk myself or the captive audience members and their families. I was listening to an old season of a podcast that I liked. Uh, it's called The Ever Evolving Truth. The uh JVC Gua was just too much, and it distracted me during the uh, craziness of the beginning of the pandemic, and they had mentioned that they never record in the same place. They've always recorded from different places. Um, yeah, their sound suffers a bit, uh, but they do get their episodes out. This, uh, um, this was before the pandemic, so they still do it now, and I believe that actually the main producer lives uh, in a different state than the rest of the groups. After noticing that this was an option, here is the plan of how we're going to proceed for the Couple coming months theoretically. Uh, I'm currently researching platforms that allow me to record with minimal interference and will allow me to properly edit. If you have any suggestions, please email me. The main the main purpose is to be able to have my captive audience audience members record from their homes with minimal equipment. I have mics. Um, I always supplied the mics. Uh I don't expect them to buy them just to be on my, k- on my show. If they want to, they can, um, but I don't expect them to. Um, let this update be kind of a warning to those captive audience members, because I know y'all listen. I'm going to be reaching out to you guys to see if this can be done by you guys. If you have like even just an iPhone wire, uh, a headphone wire with a mic might even work. I don't know. We'll see. Um, some of you might even have like headsets of your own or mics of your own, because y'all are nerds. Um, for the unforeseeable future, Passionately Ugly History will be releasing episodes every two weeks. I have not decided if many episodes will still be a thing. I need to see how the recording service works out, but there is no definite release date on when we're going to be starting. I still need to do the research. I need to see if money's involved. I need to budget it out. I need to do all that fun horseshit. Um... As for the future, as most of you know, the first episode was published for this podcast about six months ago, December 7th, a day that will live in infamy. It did that on purpose. As podcasts go, this one's a baby. I've reached out for critiques and have received very little, but I greatly appreciate those who have, you know, forwarded information to other captive audience members and kind of let us know what's going on. So I want to let you know what the plan for the future of Passionately Ugly History is as a whole. I will be purchasing purchasing better microphones. I'm sitting here in uh, my kitchen, holding a microphone to my face. It's not comfortable. Um, I do know that the sound quality is an issue for this. Uh, I when I decided to make this podcast after sending a text message to my sister saying that I could totes do this. Um, I found a mic set that were suitable and within my price range. My price range was really low. Um, I think it will be a good investment to get better mics, so I'm researching them. I need to purchase at least two of them, so it is an investment. Um, as always, suggestions are appreciated. Uh, probably going to be working on the intro music and such, uh, that's a super low priority at this point. Um, it's not, I, you guys don't come here for the intro music, so if you do, that's cool, but uh, you don't. Um, before the shutdown, I had gotten two new captive audience members on board. I'm looking to diversify the group, uh, although the original group is quite fabulous. Uh, it's nice to have some new "quote unquote" faces, and it can't hurt. So, if you guys are listening, uh, please be aware. I'll be reaching out to you guys too. You're not. You haven't made it out of the woods. You are still going to be irritated by me. Um, I am going to also be making an active effort to grow the listenership of this podcast. I have no illusions of, like, grandeur on, like, a last podcast on the left scale, but I think that Passionately Ugly history is something everyone should listen to, as it includes a lot of popular genres. When you look at things like cults and true crimes and politics, it's all it's all history. History ties it all together, and the fact that the incorrect narrative is being perpetuated should be corrected, and as many people as possible should know that they're listening to the incorrect narrative. Um, that's when you listeners come in. I mean, when I say tell your friends, I truly mean I truly mean it. And if I say if you have any comments, questions, or screams of anguish, let me know. I want to know how to make this podcast better, and I'm always open to constructive criticism. Constructive bring the operative word. If you send me an email or a message saying y'all suck, cool, dude. You can stop listening to the podcast. I don't care. Um, so, Now, that's all for the updates, and considering this is a history podcast, I'm going to give you some quick histories. Now, I'm going to let you know that this uh, whole entire thing might spiral into a scriptless rant, but you'll see. So, uh, I'm I'm not going to list the sources right now, because this is supposed to be a tiny update. Uh, So, let's get started. The H1N1 influenza virus A lasted over three years and infected over 500 million people. The virus was known, colloquially, as the Spanish flu. There are three places historians and scientists believe that the original outbreak happened. Europe, specifically France, the U.S., specifically Kansas, or China. But China is kind of a far-fetched because it was during the warlord period, so they really don't have any solid data. Notice that there's one country missing from that list. Spain. In fact, the name Spanish flu, the name Spanish flu came because uh, Spa- Spain was neutral in World War One, and France was kind of pissed about it. All right, so there we go. Even if the virus did originate in Spain, it certainly wasn't the Spaniards' fault. wasn't even the French's fault, nor there neither those from Kansas, um, because people aren't viruses. That's just uh, common sense, right? This pandemic also affected the world as it was. As Its first wave was in uh, 1918, where about 75,000 Americans died from flu-related causes, which was about 10,000 more than normal. Here is where the word wave comes in and actually makes a point. Uh, The second wave was in the summer of 1918. It started in France and eventually went to the United States. Uh, You see, the virus had mutated, and it was actually more deadly than before. But wait, there's more. Uh, In 1919, the virus hit Australia and very quickly went through Europe and the U.S. again. The third wave was less severe than the second, but the wave... But the second wave was de- then... Blah blah blah. The third wave was less severe than the second, the second wave, but it surpassed the third. Um, but that makes no sense. I don't know what that note means. The major outbreak cities in the U.S. include Los Angeles, New York City, Memphis, Nashville, San Francisco, and St. Louis. In the 1920s, there were... There was a fourth wave that hit New York City, the U.K., Austria, Scandinavia, and some South American countries. This was a small wave, and the mortality rate was actually very low. Uh, The cause of these waves were directly related to adults not wanting to follow health official guidelines due to being inconvenienced. Oh, I did forget to mention that the main demographic affected by this virus were children. They seemed to be less dead in lieu of not wearing masks and staying home. Does this sound familiar? I think it sounds familiar. We're going to go on to another topic now because I've made my point, my um, passive-aggressive point on the other one. Um, I apologize for any international listeners that are listening in. This is a very U.S. history-centric uh, update. Uh, so let's move on. According to the Tuske- Tuskegee Institute, 4,743 people were lynched in the U.S. between 1882 and 1968. 3,446 were listed as African-American, and 73% of these lynchings were after the Civil War. They were free, but I guess the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness was kind of optional. There were little to no arrests on these murders. Uh, Now, keep in mind that the Civil Rights Movement did begin around the 1940s. I I have been seeing a lot of posts on the social media bullshit, uh, citing Martin Luther King and that he never rioted and changed the world, and in a sense, you're right. He protested with civil disobedience, Gandhi used that tactic as well. The only difference is Gandhi actually got independence for India. You know, did this we'll circle back to this. In 1994, the Violent Crimes Control and Law Enforcement Act and mandated that the Attorney General of the United States collect data on excessive force used by police to publish it. However, in 2014, it was stopped by the Bureau of Justice due to lack of participation from local agencies. In 2013, Black Lives Matter was formed. The organization organized die-ins, which were like lions, which is actually a, uh, a, a system that is used by many protest companies, uh, which simulates somebody being dead in a public place. Uh, this tactic is used by anti-war groups, am- animal rights groups, just to name a few. And uh, they also organized peaceful protests and demonstrations. For some reason, Black Lives Matter is a contr- controversial m- movement, Uh, But it actually brought attention to police shootings of civilians. So that's all I've got for the random bits of history for now. Um, You may be wondering, why am I throwing this information at you when you're only supposed to be getting an update on the podcast? The answer is very simple. You know damn well. I I have never made an effort to hide how I feel about the issues of mass death and race. As a listener of the podcast, you know that history will not be kind the world today as long as the p- the right people take the helm and it is a time to be aggressively anti-racist and wear your goddamn masks racism exists and it is a far worse plague than any other that can come it's worse than corona it's worse than the black plague and even in the black plague anti-semitism was worse than the actual deaths um martin luther king did change the world yes he but he did not get rid of racism. He could not. He died as a result of a racist being mad of about his peaceful protests. The world is broken. Actually, it's not even broken. The system is not broken. The system is working exactly how it was designed to work. It needs to be thrown the fuck away. It needs to be thrown the fuck away. The fact of the matter is, the historical narrative that says that racism was fixed is wrong. People are rioting as a result of not being heard when they peacefully protested. Y- you guys got pissed off about kneeling, got pissed off about sh- wearing shirts at a game. You cannot be mad at somebody who takes the opportunity to peacefully protest and then get even more mad when those who who have no other means get violent. I understand. I do not condone violence. Well, I'm always a fan of punching Nazis, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, sure, there may be some in the groups that are opportunists and y- will use it to loot. These people aren't the people who are there because of the police brutality and the deaths. Keep that in mind. Um, but also, Target and Starbucks can replace their windows and replace their products and all the things that happen. And many of these corporations have acknowledged that. But these people are dead. They are people. Don't fucking at me trying to explain how the violence doesn't help and how not everybody is racist. You're right, not everyone is racist, but there are racists and those who complicitly let those racists get by. It is time to be aggressively anti-racist. It is time to fix this broken-ass country and rework it and throw it all out, all right? It's working as it is designed. It's not broken, in fact. I keep saying broken. It's not broken. It's working as it was designed, Throw the whole damn thing away go out and vote you fucking ge- degenerates there's nothing wrong with voting and that's the first step i'm not just talking presidential though i am very it is very important that you vote in the presidential election i'm talking local because the local is is the issue as well i, d- I said earlier the the system of reporting police brutality was discontinued because of local authorities that means the people in charge of these authorities did not think that this was important it is okay police are important they do a, they c- they have a great service and there are many police officers who are innocent in the fact of police brutality but those few rot the whole crop they they rot the whole thing they need to be addressed it needs to be addressed murder is murder they need it needs to be addressed i don't care if if you're in the middle of an inner city area where you feel uncomfortable. If that person isn't threatening you, you don't need to with you don't need to kill them. You don't even need to kill them when they are threatening you. You need to suppress them. That's what's taught. The law is simple: murder is murder. So it's time for me to wrap this up. Um, if you have any suggestions, please email me at pu.historypodcast@gmail.com. I will not be uh, answering any emails that call me and say that I don't believe blue lives matter, and so on and so forth. I, I'm, I'm not going to fucking address that. Um, I'll update you when the next comes out. episode it will be coming out via social media bullshit. Uh, so uh, I'm going to end this with something a little different. Wear your masks. Call out your racist relatives and eat some Chinese food. Stay safe. Also donate. Um, I'm going to put the link to the Minnesota Freedom Fund in the ne- episode notes. And um, if you've got any other places that you think I should make donations too. Let me know. Um, Stay safe, everybody. Survive and uh, fuck all this bullshit. Bye.